It's garbage eggs. We're doing it. Happy Halloween. It's the Halloween garbage eggs. It's finally here. We've been working towards this for several weeks now. You will understand why this took a few weeks. There's a lot of a surprising amount of planning involved in this. Yes, <laughs> uh, it took me a long time to plan this one out. Nope, you don't get to go there. God, you can't ruin this podcast too. <laughs> Puppies. Um, so... Just like Christmas last year, yes, we set out to find the best Christmas movie. A resounding fun time. Great success. Yep. Everyone loved it. I don't know if everyone loved it, but it is one of the higher ranking videos on this channel. I'm going to say everyone loved it. <laughs> <laughs> we have decided to do it again with Halloween movies, but we're going to do it in a very different fashion. Yes. We're keeping the tournament style. Yeah. Because who doesn't love a good bracket system? Yep. <laughs> God, gotta love those brackets. It's just so satisfying watching the little thing move down the bracket. Right. <laughs> and our personal opinion doesn't come in until the very end. Yes. Besides which ones we chose. We only chose eight each. Yes. Because we thought we did 24 last year. Uh, was it 24? Yeah, because it had to be a bracket. Yep. So I think it was 24, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm trying to fit some of those in there. I was just like, oh. Even here, we initially did seven, which was 14 total. Well, the, it started with the idea of picking 13 movies for Halloween. Mm -hmm. Like the 13 nights, because that's the Halloween number. Which was just a thing I wanted to do, like in our own time. But then as we got to talking about it, this bracket system started getting talked about. Yep. But we need, uh, you need a number divisible by four, generally, if you're going to do a bracket system. And so we needed to get it up to 16. <laughs> yeah, I guess four would be the magic number. Yeah. Could be three. That'd uh, be interesting. It can be three. So. <laughs> there are, just look at Smash Bros. <laughs> yes. Um, there are no seeds. Nah. We're not doing seeds. Uh, if I did... I think the way this goes would be pretty clear how <laughs> what seeds I would choose. Yeah. Uh, so should we sh should we talk about the movies or more about the bracket? Let's talk about which movies we pick. Okay. Because then the bracket will make more sense as we go into it. Here are my eight top choices. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of these are really bizarre. <laughs> Uh, weirdly enough, I had to take Eraserhead off this list. Yeah, I'm kind of happy because I really don't want to watch Eraserhead. <laughs> yes. If you've been listening to our other podcast, Coffee Break, mm -hmm. Coffee Eggs, <laughs> <laughs> they go together, um, you would have heard that we were starting to already watch some of these movies. Mm -hmm. uh, but so yeah, here's my top eight. Arsenic and Old Lace. It's from the 1950s. 40s, it's, 1944. It's black and white. Black and white. It's based on a stage play, and uh, it's directed by the late great American filmmaker Orson Welles. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm not gonna oh, remember. No. <laughs> Why can't I remember his name? While you're figuring that, what's the logline? Because I imagine most people probably haven't heard so, of this one. So this one, I do recommend go see it. It is a comedy. And it's about a writer who got married in a courthouse to uh, his his wife, right? Mm -hmm. But they wanted to keep everything down on the down low. Like, she's the mayor's daughter or some, something very important, right? Okay. And 
he they just got married. He goes to visit his three aunts who live together with his uh, cousin. His cousin's a little special. He thinks he's te- Teddy Roosevelt. Cool. That's how special he is. And <laughs> I bet he steals the show. <laughs> and he's going to tell his aunts, like, hey, I got married and I'm going off on a uh, honeymoon, right? This all sounds like Halloween. <laughs> and then he finds a body stuffed in, a, you know, those one of those seats next to a window. Yeah, they actually they were like places for storing shoes yep. and stuff. Yeah. And he ends up opening it up for some reason and he sees a body. We never see the body. But it, it's all facial uh, comedy from him. Nice. And real physical movements. At some point, his evil brother shows up. What? <laughs> and then he starts to find out that his aunts are actually uh, doing assisted suicides. What? <laughs> a wacky. Especially... And that's, that's why it's called Arsenic and Old Lace. Especially for the 40s. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fun one. Uh, The next one, The Crow. The Crow, made in 1990s? And it's uh, it's actually technically a comic book movie. Yes, it is. It's based on a comic book. The comic book's very different. I have the special edition of it. Nice. Uh, It's really sad. Both of them are really sad. It's Uh, sad. Everything about, everything surrounding The Crow is really sad. Yes. Which is crazy, because if you actually just, if you go in not knowing any of that and just watch, like, the movie... It's a fine time. You would never know just how much sadness. Well, there, it's not a. It, it's, it's not a fun time. It's it's. It's a murder revenge movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, supernatural spirits. The main guy, the crow, uh, Eric Draven is mm-hmm. his name. He was played by Brandon Lee, mm-hmm. and this is the movie where Brandon Lee was accidentally shot on set and died. Yes. That's why they haven't done The Crow in a very long time. They're now going to reboot it somewhat soon. They talked about this for a while with Jason Momoa. They got Skarsgård, didn't they? Yep, Bill Skarsgård. He played Pennywise. Yep, and everyone's kind of like, all right, uh, let's make sure nothing goes bad this time. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure everything will be just fine. It won't be like Rust. There's the lowest flying plane ever. Oh, geez, you can see it. Ooh. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> okay, maybe it'll blow up. <laughs> uh, anyways, The Crow, I like it. Um, it. It takes place, the story takes place on the 30th of Halloween, yeah. or October. Devil's Night. Which is called Devil's Night. Number three, Dracula. Bram Stoker's Dracula, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, the 1992 version, starring Gary Oldman. Oh, that's not the name I would have gone with first. <laughs> We'll get there. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just keep avoiding Winona that Winona Ryder. Mm-hmm. And... Who doesn't love Winona Ryder? I love Winona Ryder. She's great. She's a treasure. Until <laughs> so she's shoplifting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, oh, God, what is his name? Keanu. Keanu? Keanu Reeves. The cat? Yes, Keanu Reeves is in there. He plays Jonathan Harkins. With the most... Hawkins? Harkins. With the the most unique take on an accent. (laughs) Yeah, they're supposed to be British, and uh, that doesn't work out well. But Gary Oldman is fantastic, and Anthony Hopkins really sticks to landing. Isn't he Van Helsing? He is Van Helsing. Anthony Hopkins is also a treasure. (laughs) He he does no wrong. (laughs) And uh, 
the transformations. A lot of the effects are really good, especially for 92, which yes. they had some decent stuff by that point. But there's, at one point, a scary werewolf man. There's <laughs> a scary bat boy. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Uh, there's a 70s-looking Gary Oldman stalking <laughs> way on a rider like a creep. Yeah, it's a well, long one, too. It is. It, kind of, it goes all over the place. Well, he adapted the book. Yes. It, which also goes all over the place. <laughs> yes. And it was a really well-adapted version of it. Mm-hmm. My fourth pick, The Lighthouse. Yeah. Uh, if you know me, I'm a huge fan of Roger Eggers. This one is not Halloween-specific. Yep. I didn't want to put The Witch in there because I always use The Witch. The Lighthouse, I would say, is scarier because it's harder to understand. Even now. What has it been, like four years since that movie came out? Maybe five, yeah. I still think about it every now and then, and I still don't fully get it. <laughs> so, basically, um, Batman and Green Goblin are marooned on a lighthouse <laughs> island. And Green Goblin is mentally just tormenting is he Batman. Though? And Batman decides to have sex with a mermaid. Yeah, it does happen. <laughs> Kinda. And then they try to just kill each other for the rest of the movie. That's a great way of describing a lot of it, is dot dot dot. That does happen. Parentheses. Kinda. And, and my favorite part is Monkey Pump. Yes. Um, it makes sense if you watch it. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to tell you what that was. Uh, the black and white is done masterfully in and this it, one. it's also filmed in a uh, aspect ratio of... What, three by four? And you might think that is weird, and you might not be a fan of it, but it makes so much sense. It's so smart. It's so smart. It is. It makes you feel stuck. It's one of those movies, just like Arsenic and Old Lace, where even though it's lacking color, Mm -hmm. while you watch it, you're already taking it. Yes. You don't need color. You're fine without it. You don't. And it's harder to film for black and white than you might expect. Yes. It actually is. It's a lot of contrast. A lot of colors get real muddy if mm-hmm. you just do basic black and white without further like contemplating how you're going to be doing it. Yep. Uh, number five, classic, James Wan. I got two James Wan picks on here. <laughs> I had to. Uh, the Conjuring 2 is the one I went with. The more fun one, I'm going to say. Uh, I've The more I've watched The Conjuring... First of all, we'll never talk about that third one. That that was just dog shit. Woof. Um, woof is very That's much all right. that dog shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Conjuring 2 really helps develop what The Conjuring built, and it's scarier it's somehow. It's enthralling. Uh, I was on the edge of my seat. The evidence for that paranormal investigation of the Warrens mm-hmm. was pretty spot on in the uh one's adaptation he also takes liberties with certain things like the nun of course the crooked man the crooked man was so cool and uh it all begins in amityville yeah Yeah. like just like how the first one began with uh annabelle annabelle yep i would say the first one scared me more i just first one really but also i wasn't prepared for it Mm. you just started playing it one day and I was like, what are we watching? And then suddenly I was horrified and we didn't finish it all the way because yeah. I got too scared. You fell asleep and I left for class. <laughs> <laughs> My sixth pick is Hocus Pocus because I was born in the 90s. It's a classic. We talk about Hocus Pocus a lot. Yep. We've talked about it plenty already. <laughs> you all you know You don't it. know what Hocus Pocus is? You probably shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> you should it's, probably go watch Hocus Pocus. It's a fun time. It's, it's a Disney movie. Cute, funny memorable i love that 
that Max is just high the entire time. It's funny. I know we brought this up from the last episode of Coffee Break, but... I'm gonna be honest. I bet he wasn't the only one. I look at look at the Sanderson sisters. Yeah, they were doing something. Oh, they yeah. asked him to share. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number seven, Saw. Mm-hmm. James Wan again, but the first Saw. Yes. I've seen them all, but ten as of this point. Yes. We're gonna see ten as soon as we can. I'll probably just go buy it on 4K. Probably. <laughs> uh, finish off my collection. Oh, I still need Spiral. You, I thought you have Spiral. No, I only have Jigsaw. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> I'll just have to update my whole collection. <laughs> yeah. That would <laughs> be my third box set. <laughs> my third box set of it, yeah. Uh, the first Saw, uh, many people consider it the best. Mm-hmm. It's a very brilliant film that really takes place in a bathroom. A lot of the th- iconic things about Saw are not present here. It's not overly gory. Nope. It's more thriller than horror I would say. Uh, they do do that stupid spin move with the camera. They do, but that was all the rage back then. <laughs> yep. Uh, that was just a unique choice. And it is a violent film. It is violent. It is a horror movie. Yes. But it's done It's done in a very unique way. You yeah. can see why everyone was like, yeah, yeah, this is different. <laughs> because it's not needless killing. Mm-hmm. Killing is distasteful. That's another thing. Like the, <laughs> the the villain, our mass murderer, our serial killer, Jigsaw. He like there's a reason behind it, and most movies, especially at the time, didn't bother fleshing out villains with real tangible motivation, other than something like blanketly, oh they're evil. Yep. <laughs> so this is my last pick. Yes. Number eight. I think this one will go to distance. Yeah. Um, I love this one. Ever since I was a kid, I saw it. It took Tim Burton years to make this. Yes. Uh, Johnny Depp's in it. Of course, if Tim Burton made it. <laughs> You'll never guess who else is in it. If Everybody did. else. Uh, the Corpse Bride. Yeah, it's a it's a really Stop good one. Stop motion, claymation, animation, kids movie? It is a kids movie. It's fun because it's like that perfect level of just gross enough. Yep. You know, it's charming. It's a fun, magical adventure. It, it's got its macabre elements, definitely. I'm glad, but they play with the macabre, mm-hmm. you know. It's not gross, rotting corpses. It's funny, rotting corpses. Yeah. The worm inside of her head isn't gross. He's funny, and he has a funny little voice. <laughs> the, the interesting thing about that is... When Victor, the main character, is in the real world, everything's gray mm-hmm. and dull and people are mean and sick Nasty, and ugly. Yes. Rude. <laughs> and then he passes on into the other realm. Yeah. And there with the uh, unliving or undead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's colorful. People are happy. Bright. There's fun. jokes. People move a lot more. Yep. There's dancing and songs. So. Mm-hmm. It's a fun contrast that Tim Burton brought up. It's artistically great. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, with talking about Tim Burton, Nightmare Before Christmas has been omitted from this list. Yeah. Nightmare... Because we used it for Christmas. Yeah. So we gotta gotta stretch out the 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 categories a little bit. <laughs> yes. Well, now we're on to my picks. Yep. Let's find out. So first, I have Young Frankenstein. Boo. What do you mean, boo? It's not funny. What do you mean it's not funny? When was the last time you watched it? I 
hated that I did that. Um, <laughs> I do that sometimes too, and I'm like, I hate that. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about it. Uh, I haven't seen it in so long. Probably high school. Me as well. It's also been a very long time. Mm-hmm. But I just also generally think Gene Wilder is a very funny person. So uh, I might just be remembering that Gene Wilder is funny. I don't remember the specifics of the funniness of Young Frankenstein. <laughs> the last true Mel Gibson film I saw was Blazing Saddles. Uh, we watched um, History of the World Part 2. I... I don't think I'd count that one, even though he's in there. Yeah. I don't think he had much to do with the writing either. No, I uh, no, I like Young Frankenstein. It's um, another one that's black and white. I thought it was in color. Nope. The so, co- which is weird, because all the box art is always in color, mm. but it's black and white. Okay. Yeah, it's a comedy about making Frankenstein. Yes. Uh, a couple of classic jokes. Like, my favorite was always... You see the monster when he's wreaking havoc, and it's just him getting into wacky scenarios with random townsfolk. (laughs) (laughs) This also uh, reintroduced putting on the Ritz into the limelight for people. And then we wouldn't have gotten Taco's much more famous cover of putting on the Ritz if this one didn't reintroduce the song back into the limelight. Ah, yes. Taco's new iteration of putting on the Ritz. Very important stuff to know. It... It is to me. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to pretend I understood everything you said there. Do you not know Taco? Do you not know that song? Surely you do. We listened to it recently, I think. Okay. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, number two, Amityville, uh, specifically the 2005 one starring Ryan Reynolds, surprisingly. Yes. And it's... Uh, Great performance from him. You'll never be more terrified of Deadpool, Detective Pikachu, Green Lantern. <laughs> Blades buddy. <laughs> Free guy. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a great movie. Amityville. <laughs> You're not going to say what it was? Say what was. So this Amityville, there's many, many Amityvilles. What happened... If you don't know the story, I'm not going to tell you much of the story, but because of that happening and the uh, Warrens going in to investigate and claiming that it is uh, demonic, mm-hmm. which is complete, I think it's complete lies. That yes. That's just where I stand on this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> none of that makes any sense to me. For the fantastical sake of a, a movie, I'm willing to suspend my disbelief. Yes, for a movie. <laughs> But in real life, this was a tragic event that did happen, and then some con artists tried to take over it. Which, unfortunately, is very common in the world of ghosts. <laughs> yes, and because of that, uh, many people have tried to adapt and make sequel possessions stories yeah, yeah. compared to the original true events that happened there. Mm-hmm. And because Amityville is not a trademark, it's an actual location, you mm-hmm. can't trademark it. Really? Yes. Weird. (laughs) Anybody, you, yourself, your cousin, I can go out in the yard and just go film Amityville 7. Nice. (laughs) And you can't sue me on it. Cool. Nice. So, yeah, uh, this Amityville, the one you're talking about, Mm -hmm. the events have happened, and then a new family moves in in the 70s. Yeah. And uh, they have their stepdad, Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Who does become possessed by this demon. Yeah. 
And there's a really scary scene in there. They're they're just cutting wood. Chopping wood. They're just chopping wood for, like, a fireplace. And nothing happens. But damn, is it scary. It's really scary. (laughs) It's done so well. Ryan does amazingly. Like, like too well. <laughs> yeah. You can really see the haunt in his eyes. <laughs> he looks like he's about to hit the kid. <laughs> but it's a great movie. I loved it. Uh, my third pick, another black and white one. Yep. Werewolf by Night. Marvel. Uh, I think this is the most recent movie across our lists. Because this one came out last year. Oh, maybe your next one. Mm, oh, yeah, 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 you're probably right. But yeah, Werewolf by Night. Disney. Marvel. Yep. Uh, based off another superhero, uh, black and white, a short one. I think it's not even classified as a movie. I think it's a... It's a feature. Yeah. And it's 50 minutes long, which... How do you define movies? Um, Anything over... Like, even, like, anything... Because I was going to say anything over 30 minutes, but some episodes are, like, an hour and a half long. Yeah. So I guess, like, you know, if it calls itself a movie, it's a movie. If it calls itself an episode, it's an episode. (laughs) The second episode of Daryl Dixon, just to throw that in here, Mm -hmm. was like an hour and a half long. Yeah. It took two hours to broadcast it on television. It felt like a full-length movie. Yeah. (laughs) That I just had like a 40-minute preview the week before, and then I got this like... Yeah, it was amazing. Um, But to me, I would consider that a movie. Mm -hmm. Like, there was no... There's a reason story-wise to make an episode that long. Mm-hmm. But if you can tell a complete story just like Werewolf by Night does, yeah. I would consider it after you get past that 40, 45-minute length, mm-hmm. even if it's just 50 and you tell a complete story, I would consider that a movie. Yeah, and that's, the, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel like it did not need to be any longer. Nope. Like, like stretching it out would not have added to the story in any way. I think it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. The characters are all really charming. There's not yeah. many that really get a talk or get characterization, but just instantly charming, fun characters. Great little time. Not scary, I will say, but good Halloween y vibes. <laughs> um, watch the black and white one. The color one came yeah, out. Yeah, it took away too much. Yeah, it does not add anything by watching it in color. Just watch it in black and white. It was clearly intended to be that way. It's also one of those special things that Marvel did. Mm-hmm. That was, like, really good in the middle of this slump they're in. Yeah, they for, they hardly ever, like, step out of their box. And when they do, it's amazing. Yeah, so and this is one of the best examples of that. Yep. Uh, next, this one. You mean Secret Invasion? <laughs> this one is probably the more the most recent one, because I think it came out this year. Where Werewolf by Night was last year. Yes. I think. Uh, it's Pearl. Pearl is the prequel, but second part of a trilogy of movies. The third one is not out yet. Yep. The first one is X. Yep. Um, Pearl is great, and it's so different because it's very, very bright and fully saturated and always bright colors. So X takes place in the 70s or 60s? Yeah, it's a very classic play on, like, slasher. Yes, and it was supposed (laughs) to be a slasher film. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, this one is... 30s? 40s? 40s. Yeah, because they're in the war. Well, he was, and he came back at the end. But it's, like you said, vibrant, colorful. It's about a young woman exploring herself. And she just... In in the modern era, we would know that she has some sort of 
psychopathic something going on. Oh, yeah. Back then, no one knew or understood these things. Didn't care. They didn't, especially if you were a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no one really thought about that. And so there's obvious huge red flags that something is going wrong with this girl emotionally and mentally. And there's, there's just no one knew or cared. <laughs> yeah. And that came out maybe a couple months after X. Mm-hmm. And then the third one will be Maxine with three X's. Yeah. Which will continue the story of X. And they're all starring Mia Goth. Mia Goth. She's going to be in the uh, the new Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, with Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. And, and Oscar Isaac, Moon Knight. <laughs> or Apocalypse. <laughs> she's going to be, um, I think, the Bride of Frankenstein is what she's going to be. If I read, the, if I remember the article correctly, she could be his assistant, Frankenstein's assistant. I don't remember. I'm excited. She's a great actress. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, my next pick, we've talked about it on Coffee Break recently, Twitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remembered it being better than it actually it's is. It's not. It's cute. It's horrible. For a Disney classic, it's not really Halloween-y. It's more just generic fantasy. Yes. They just conveniently have it take place during Halloween. But never show off much Halloween stuff. No, other than people being in costume. There is one thing. Like, the people are in costume, and one of them is, like, dressed up as a queen. And then there's the fantasy world, and there's an actual queen. And you see the the one who's dressed up in a costume standing next to the real one. And the costume outfit is way better looking than the actual queen outfit. Like, the costuming department of the movie really goofed up. <laughs> they did. It was crazy. Also, like, the casting of the age of the actresses. Yeah. There were 21 they're... in the movie. And their mom is, like, a 22-year-old. And there's one of their stepmoms is, like, five years older than them. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, we, uh, with Frasier, the guy who played his dad was, like, actually only 10 years older than him or something yes. like that. Acting. <laughs> Casting choices. What's your next pick? It's a Hotel Transylvania. Oh my god, you're picking all the good ones, man. I mostly picked this one because you had never seen it. Oh, I'm so glad I got to, too. Usually you like Adam Sandler stuff. I was hoping you'd go with something more classic like Hubie Halloween. Ugh, 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 I, I hate that movie so much. <laughs> Hotel Transylvania, a lot of people loved it. You know, mm-hmm. it got four sequels for a reason. Yep. Now, I think it's primarily a lot of people really thought Mavis was super hot. That was a big thing. <laughs> His daughter? Yeah. yeah. She's got the cute goth girl thing going on. I guess, yeah. When year did this one come out? 2006 or something? I guess. I don't know. Goth girls were a bit more of a rarity at the time. <laughs> 2010 or 11. Something like that. <laughs> Uh, Next one, an actually really good one, Evil Dead 2. There you go. Yeah. Considered the best of all Evil Deads. I don't know how I feel, because I like all three of them. And so I don't know if I could pick a favorite out of the three. But this one is the most iconic, I would say. Yeah, uh, this one, he... Sam Raimi Mm -hmm. and Bruce Campbell go for more a comedic twist on this one. They yes. retcon a lot of the first movie, yes. which the first film, Evil Dead, is actually really scary. It is. Um, and this 
The second one, while it is more grotesque, it's funny. Yes. For like 20 to 30 minutes, he's fighting his own hand. Mm-hmm. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bruce is just in a kitchen choking himself out. <laughs> a lot of the scenes is just Bruce Campbell by himself, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're the only actor. Go. <laughs> it's really, that's where you get all the iconic things for Evil Dead, like his chainsaw hand. Yep, because he of, cut off the hand. A lot of the classic lines, like groovy. Yeah. Um, lots of them. Great stuff. So fun. I like. I love the Evil Dead <laughs> franchise. <laughs> it, it is a fun one. And then my last one uh, is Coraline. Yeah, go Tim Burton. That's not Tim Burton. What? What do you mean what? It's the guy who actually did all the hard work on on Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> yes, it is. Let me look him up. Henry Selick. Henry Selick. Henry Selick. Who also directed Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So hated this when Coraline came out everyone was like it's Tim Burton I was like no it's not no and even and they're like he did Nightmare Before Christmas and I'm like there was another guy who did that no he just slapped his name all over Nightmare Before Christmas but he didn't he direct wanted it all the attention yep. for it <laughs> and you fuckers gave it to him you <laughs> and now we have to deal with Wednesday well Henry Selleck has a lot of the bet yes <laughs> has a lot of the better movies like James and the Giant Peach Monkey Bone um Wendell and Wild? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Wendell I, and Wild. I thought it was Wendell and the Wild. I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, Coraline, a uh, uh, charming Neil Gaiman story. <laughs> he did the animation for Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. That makes sense. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. That's oh, where Wes Anderson learned how to that, stop... And Oh, that explains so much about the style of... Yep. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay, so Henry Selick. The best guy. <laughs> a name to always remember. Yes. With that giant forehead of his. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, Coraline's great. Uh, Neil Gaiman is great. Yep. Uh, stories. Uh, fun. Fun times. <laughs> nice. So we got our lists up. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk rules. Rules are going to get crazy. Yes. For the first round, we are going to judge them based solely on the Rotten Tomatoes score. Yes. Now, it's the critic score, not the audience score. Yes. I know, because if if I did audience score, it would be very different. Mm-hmm. Um, if we were going to do audience score, then we might as well just go with our own personal yes. scores. Yes, and I thought that was kind of BS for us to do during the Christmas one. Mm-hmm. Because... I understood it for Christmas, because then we could, like, hash out our ideas and stuff. Yeah, because me, personally, I think Christmas with the Cranks is a higher-ranking film than what it got. And I think it's one of the worst movies. And see, <laughs> th- that that would just be it. That, that's that's not how it should go. There should be a better system. So we're doing it based off of their Rotten Tomato critic scores. Yep. Then, the next round, mm-hmm. round two, will be based on budget versus income. Yeah. So, how much did they spend? Because famously, a lot of horror movies don't have very high budgets. Nope. They can get away with a lot of cheap stuff. And they kind of have to. And then uh, sometimes that often makes the, like, props more realistic feeling. Mm-hmm. Because it's a lot closer to reality than you might expect. Yes. Um, so, what do they spend? And then what do they get? And the, because of these lower budgets, they could make way more money. Yeah, that's why... Was it Paranormal Activity? Paranormal Activity is the highest grossing film 
ever compared to its receipt. Yes, because it spent like two Chuck E. Cheese tokens on its budget. It was $1 million. <laughs> Which in the world of film, that's really cheap. It might be one. <laughs> I think it's less than that. I thought it was like 100000 or something. Yeah. And it made like $20 million. Yes, it was huge. Yeah, that, it's a ridiculous change in uh, <laughs> revenue there. Mm -hmm. But is that movie actually that good? That's a question. And that's why, <laughs> that's why I put Rotten Tomatoes before that, to stop that nonsense. Mm -hmm. Now, some horror movies can have higher budgets, like uh, Dracula, my Dracula here. Mm -hmm. It was up for uh, Oscars. Yeah. Like, this was a big picture back in its time. That's another... Well, the, other, the flip side is some movies have really high budgets, but they don't make a lot of revenue, yep. but they still become fan favorites. Or critically acclaimed. Yes. So, there's that. And then the third round. IGN? Yep. It's IGN. <laughs> we chose IGN, or I chose IGN, because I was like, this is the most preposterous idea possible. Because IGN is really bad at reviews. Yep. And <laughs> they, it would just throw a wrench into everything. It really would. Like, they're the ones that will be like, this movie, this, this video game had terrible game design. The most boring story imaginable. Awful music. Nine out of ten. <laughs> and then, whatever we end up with, because it's going to be completely off the charts yes and or it might just be one-sided you know mm -hmm. i don't know ign could really mess you up like that yes uh <laughs> the tears of the kingdom's not worth it man <laughs> anyways <laughs> after that we we end up with what we got and then we talk about whether we like that idea or not. Yep, and then that's where our opinions come yep, in. Yep, and that'll be it. So basically, three rounds and then the finale. Yes. Okay. What matchups do you want to see? So, what do you mean? Like, which, which pairs have good parallels with each other? Yeah, so like, I would love to see Arsenic and Old Lace versus Young Frankenstein. Because they're older films, they're black and white. The comedies. They are. They're the, are they the only comedies on the the list? Mm, no, um, Twitches is. Hotel Transylvania is, I guess. Hocus Pocus. <laughs> if you consider that comedic. <laughs> but yeah, old, black and white. Evil Dead 2. <laughs> I mean, it is a comedy, isn't it? <laughs> um, Yeah, I would love to see those two face off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did I already state that I'm going to randomize all these? You did not. We are going to put them in a randomizer. But oh, just... man. <laughs> so we're going to take all 14, 16... And put these into a randomizer and then come up with the list after the list that we just gave you. Yes. Okay. Uh, the Crow versus Werewolf by Night. That would have been, uh, yep, comic books. Yep, yep, yep. Both based on comic books. And also, no, <laughs> they also both have fun animal themes <laughs> to go along with their heroes. Another parallel. Their heroes both have very uh, recognizable and unique face paint. <laughs> I don't think I would consider the crow a hero. Uh, protagonist. Mm, Anti-hero. Main character. Is that gasoline I smell? <laughs> <laughs> I think about that too often. <laughs> I'm quoting the crow. Uh, there are some really good quotes in there. Another one, Dracula versus Hotel Transylvania. 
Got our got our Drax in there. Yep, our two Drax. Yes. I chose Gary Oldman. I chose Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> we both chose American actors who uh, should not be playing that role. <laughs> uh, I noticed a similarity between Lighthouse and Pearl. A twenty four. A twenty four, also known as indie films, mm-hmm. and they are very intense films they are well look right up a24 is hallie no nope. <laughs> it's their style they also also i think pearl is in a different aspect ratio no it's not no i don't remember it being in a different no. some of them you know like when i remember kung fu hustle i remember it in english but it's not <laughs> mm, that's a mistake well it's just because you you know because your brain you read the subtitles and so you remember it in the in, in the language you speak, even though you know it's not actually spoken in that language. True. Yeah, no, when I quote the movie, I do quote it in English. God, funny movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Conjuring 2 and Amityville both have Amityville in it. Yeah, Conjuring starts with Amityville. <laughs> yep. Also, the uh, classic, like, house haunting stories. Yes. Yes, oh. haunted house. Baby, you're a haunted, haunted house. That is copyright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of superstitions, hocus pocus and twitches. Yeah, which which version of the witches do you like better? The spooky, scary ones that are the bad guys, or the good ones that are the heroes of the land? Coventry. Do you get it? Witches form covens. That's why it's called Coventry. <laughs> so I'm not all about the vilifying witches no i like it when witches are the good guys uh despite how much i love the witch but that's not what it's really about no it's more more about uh satan yeah (laughs) the cool red dude um (laughs) but uh yeah for hocus pocus to kind of play it's really based on the folklore of salem Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Well, looking well at Twitches it, is a scholastic book. Yes, it is. <laughs> you can tell when you look at the, like, logo. Oh, yeah. It's like that had, like, a gem embedded in the book. Oh, <laughs> so you can so touch lame. it. Whoa. <laughs> now, it's fun um, when your witches are the villains, the spells they do are scary and crazy. When mm-hmm. the witches are the heroes, the spells they learn are fun, and you'll get really excited when they get a new one. <laughs> yep. Uh, Saw and Evil Dead 2. Yep. Also uh, Saw and The Conjuring 2, just because that's both James Wan. True, but I would say versus Evil Dead 2 is better because they're both like the more gory body yep. mutilation type they're, stories. They're <laughs> franchises. They are. They all arguably got worse over time with the random reboots and stuff. I was not a fan of Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> yeah. It was when, I'll never forget this, we were like 15, 20 minutes into the movie, and I was like, why are we still in this apartment building? This doesn't look like a cabin in the woods. And you said, it's a high rise. That's why it's called Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. It's a high rise. And then my heart sank. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe you didn't put that together. No, I, because I thought, you know, when you were possessed, your body rises. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, they were playing off of it, but I... basically it's because it's in a high-rise building. I know. The only good thing about that movie is that the person who plays, um, uh, Co- 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 Kobe? 
Kobe in live action One Piece is in it. You talk about that show way more than me. I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I liked it too, but not like that much. I watched it more than you. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. There's also a whole special episode of Garbage <laughs> or Coffee Break about it. Yes. Um. Okay. Oh, Coraline and Corpse Bride. Yeah, classic. Uh, stop stop Ocean. And, uh, can, can our buddy Henry Selleck. Yep. Who, a name to remember, yet we struggle to remember it. <laughs> can he outcome what Tim Burton has built? I say yes. With the what? power of Neil Gaiman, I say yes. <laughs> oh yeah, Coraline's based on the guy who wrote Salmon. Yep, yep. Well, not, it's based on one of his books. One of his comics. Have you seen the comic? It's crazy. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Okay, we're going to throw it in the randomizer, and here's what we got. We're going to enter round one. <laughs> Number one, Hotel Transylvania. Number two, Saw. Number three, Dracula. Number four, Pearl. Number five, The Crow. Number six, Evil Dead 2. Number seven, The Corpse Bride. Number eight, The Conjuring 2. Number nine, Young Frankenstein. Number 10, Hocus Pocus. Number 11, Amityville. That just sounds weird. Amityville? Yeah, Amityville. Amityville. People put an N in there. And I I don't, there's not an N. When you spell, there's no N. (laughs) (laughs) Number 12, The Lighthouse. Number 13, Twitches. Number 14, Coraline. Number 15, Werewolf by Night. And number 16, Arsenic in Old Lace. There we go. All right. Let's move into the next round. Or the first round. Okay, round one. Here we go. Let's do this. Okay. Hotel Transylvania versus Saw. Looking at the Rotten Tomatoes scores from the critics, Mm -hmm. right? You can hear the dogs. They're all excited. Sorry. (laughs) Hotel Transylvania coming in is strong. So strong. At 45%. You know what? Honestly, it's higher than I expected. They, Usually they're real harsh on Adam Sandler. <laughs> yes. Uh, was it Ridiculous 6? His Western on Netflix uh-huh. holds a zero. Oof. It's not that bad. I'm gonna, it's, I've seen it multiple times. I've still laughed. I'm going to say Hotel Transylvania was really held up thanks to Gendy Tarkovsky's... I might be pronouncing his last name wrong. Gendy Tarkovsky? You keep saying it. I... I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. The guy who did Samurai Jack. And Dexter's Laboratory. His uh, charming animation. And Primal. Probably. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Unicorn Warrior, I think is what it's called. The latest one he did. The charming animation style. Really helped a lot with Hotel Transylvania to be more than just Adam Sandler jokes. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it had three sequels to it. True. Now up against Saw, its Rotten Tomatoes score is 50%. It's... <laughs> It's been panned critically as torture porn. The definition of polarizing. <laughs> um, it came out during the time of Hostel, Eli Roth's Hostel. Oh. Which was way gruesome and more gorier. Uh, not fun. It was actually a really Yeah, with a name disgusting... like Hostel, I would imagine. <laughs> no, Hostel. That's what I said. Not hostile. Hostel. Oh, they oh. are in a hostile, oh. in a hostile situation. <laughs> I see. <laughs> uh, Saw has spun off now nine sequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one extra spinoff? Does, 
Is Jigsaw and Spiral counted in that lineup? Yeah, I would say they're sequels. Cool. Yeah. Um. So Saw won. Barely. By Barely. 5%. By 5%. The next Dracula, 1992, okay? Considered the iconic Dracula movie. Is it? Most people attribute would... that one to being the go-to one. I usually see people showing off Bela Lugosi. Well, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to... No, I just... I don't want to get into it. I'm... Bela Lugosi's dead, okay? <laughs> <laughs> did great stuff. Fantastic. Color era. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, this this is a more better Dracula. Mm-hmm. Having skimmed through a book myself, it's more accurate. <laughs> I read the back of the Wikipedia article. <laughs> I read like every ten pages. <laughs> uh, so it comes in with a seventy-eight percent. Yeah, that's pretty big. Pretty decent, especially for being acclaimed. And a lot of people did not like Keanu Reeves' performance. Yes, uh, Keanu and Way- Wait, Wayona? Winona. Win Winona. Yes, Winona Ryder. Yes, they they're the probably the worst part of that whole movie, Which, and they are the main characters. Yeah, fortunately, they're, it feels like they're barely in it, but I might just be remembering them less because they no. weren't great. <laughs> no, uh, Winona is in it a lot. It's Keanu. Uh-huh. Keanu's barely in that one. Yeah. So up against Pearl. Pearl comes in at a whopping 94. It's 93, sorry. Yeah, it's really. Ever, first of all, everyone loves their artsy fartsy art house yep. horrors. We gotta get another plane in here, too. Yep. It's the same one coming back. <laughs> now, we eight, didn't crash that time! A24 audiences uh, don't always love it, but critics always love what A24 does. Mm-hmm. So, un- unsurprising. Pearl coming in. With a smashing lead. <laughs> True. I mean, you know what's going to happen in Dracula. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen. Well, you do know what's going to happen in Pearl, too, because X came out before it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think Pearl's snappier pace also helps it a bunch, especially compared to yes. Dracula. <laughs> and when doing the numbers for Pearl, I realized that we forgot to mention somebody who's in it. Yeah. There's a character. He's a projectionist. Uh, Pearl falls in love with him. He. We don't learn his name. He's just referred to as the projectionist. Yep. And he's played by a guy named David Cornsweet. Which you might not think that name is all that important yet. Yeah, but in uh, 2025, summertime. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to wait that long. Mm-hmm. But he is the new Superman of the new DCU. Which is exciting, because he did amazingly in Pearl. So I think he's a pretty good actor. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize that was him. Yeah, that that's going to be fun. I'm excited to see a new Superman. Cool. The next battle, The Crow, coming in at 84%. That's not bad. It's not bad for a movie that was half finished before your lead actor... Uh, yeah, tragically yeah. passed away. It, it you can tell when you know it feels very chopped up. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels less like an artistic decision and more like and a desperate attempt in the editing process to cover up things that they could not do. They did the best with what they could. I wasn't allowed to watch The Crow until I was in high school. Huh. And when I saw it, I cried. And I remember that night, I was very lonely. Because mm. of how sad that story was. It is really sad. Um, I've learned to actually appreciate how sad it is mm-hmm. and dark. Embrace it more. Yep. 
and become one with the darkness. <laughs> I think I, if I, my biggest critique for the crow is actually all of the sets feel tiny. Mm-hmm. It feels like an itty bitty little stage production. So well, they did the best before they could. Yep. They, they were able to convey the idea of the city, even with that small set they have. <laughs> yes. Uh, reading the comic... Mm-hmm. There's major differences, Understandable. but I think it's because the way they shot the film, just a little backstory of the the crow. They shot all the scenes of the crow before they did the human side of him, Eric Draven, mm-hmm. and it was because Brandon Lee wanted to get all the makeup shots done with. Yeah, he didn't want to wear makeup, and then sadly, uh, when they started shooting the Eric Draven shots, where he's just normal. Mm-hmm. That's when the accident occurred. So, yeah, you have to go into this weird overhaul, and there's all these other characters that kind of start getting way more mm-hmm, mm-hmm. time, like the cop, Ernie yeah. Hudson. Yep, yep. Yes, he's in there, too. He does a great job. He's fantastic. <laughs> uh, the little girl, Shelly. Yep, and her... No, no, no. Yeah, her mom's Shelly. Her name is, like, Sarah or something? Sarah's. No, Sarah... Whatever. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, these other characters get more time because... They had to figure out how to piece this all together because of the tragedy. And I think they really made it work. It 84, does. it makes sense it got 84. Yep. And then uh, against Evil Dead 2, which, <laughs> wow, just edging around the curve. Just edging. Just <laughs> just barely overcoming it with... Oh. With this. <laughs> Uh, what is it, 88%? 88%. Just by 4%, it beats out The Crow. Yep. Wow. Which, okay. Honestly, for The Crow, I was like, that seems really high for what I was expecting. For, that is. For Evil Dead 2, I'm like, that seems way lower than I was expecting. <laughs> it's really high for Evil Dead 2. I guess. I guess because it feels like it should be more iconic than that. Yes. <laughs> Corpse Bride. 84%. Again, same as The Crow. It's a nice round number. Good for them. Against <laughs> The Conjuring 2. 80%. So, of course, Bride takes it. And it makes sense. Yep, more artistically fun. It is. It, it's a much more enjoyable film. Also, like, when they're made for uh, more audiences, like, when it's made for, like, PG, so mm-hmm. more people can see it, it tends to just get higher scores because it's more for everyone. They also throw in... Comedy. Mm-hmm. Comedy helps. Especially amidst all the horror. <laughs> yep. Uh, Country 2, still respectable. It is. It, it's a good film. Uh, James Wan does great with horror films. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Since... Uh, yeah, only Saw made it for him. Huh? <laughs> I didn't put Insidious in here. Well, I, I thought maybe that. Maybe at some point. Oh, man, we could have put in Sinister... We could do this again next year. <laughs> Sinister. Sinister scary. I would have to change up how this works. Otherwise, I don't think Sinister would actually work that well through this system. <laughs> Anyways, let's get through the system before we figure this out. Yeah. Next one up. Young Frankenstein. <sighs> Crazy. Smashing everyone out of the way with 94%. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm looking at all the numbers. This is the highest number there is. That's got to be nostalgia. It's either nostalgia or they're rooting for their own guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Hollywood. Is did Mel, Mel Brooks didn't make this one. Yes, he did. He did? Yeah, he's the director. Really? Yeah. 
It's gotta be one of these things, because that was a thing that was, like, a problem with me as a kid, where I would be watching, like, a, a comedy movie, but I would think it was serious, so all the jokes went over my head because I was taking everything really seriously. <laughs> there was another one like that that I realized, like, like now as an adult, I'm like, oh, that was supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> Americans. Psycho. Well, that's another, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never watched that one as a kid, but yeah, that would be one. Crazy. <laughs> I don't think Young Frankenstein deserves 94%. <laughs> I guess people loved it. I guess we should rewatch it. Maybe it's better than we remember. Maybe. <laughs> Against Hocus Pocus, which, oh, man. <laughs> I would argue Hocus Pocus is more loved than Young Frankenstein. Yes. But <laughs> apparently Rotten Tomatoes disagrees with me because it comes in at 40%. Which is crazy. That's crazy. I, I was looking up. It's not that bad. It has a way higher audience score. It's I like 84 gave, or something. <laughs> I would have gave that 40% easily to Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. Hocus Pocus was only... Uh, what could critics have not liked about it so much? The effects were decent. The story's good. It's a nice, charming Halloween movie. Beth Midler does fine. Everyone else does fine. Yeah. Uh, someone had a real stick up their butt. Yeah, really. <laughs> the weird thing is, the director of Hocus Pocus, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure, is also the director of High School Musical. Cool. <laughs> so i mean you can say all you want but he still makes great movies he knows how to do music <laughs> yep amityville versus the lighthouse this one this one's this one's crazy to me this is the lowest score yep for amityville with only 24 percent. i know how 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 do you look at ryan reynolds and give him that i okay you know what, now that I think about it, the story around Ryan Reynolds was pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's just your typical scary movie. It's There's when, nothing really going on there. It's when he finds, like, the demon blood basement, and, like, that doesn't <laughs> that, even... That was a thing. And that doesn't even go anywhere. Like, he's just like, whoa, this place is weird. And it's like, yeah, it's weird, but, but like, you know, it's always, like, certain cupboards in the kitchen. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know. I, maybe Ryan Reynolds was better than I expected. <laughs> Going up against The Lighthouse, which got a whopping 90%. Yeah, it's so unfair. <laughs> it, yes, it's very unfair. That's uh, apples to oranges right there. <laughs> or apples to rotten bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you thought I would have said tomato. <laughs> Fish to wood chips. <laughs> you mean chicken nuggets? <laughs> Yeah, unsurprised. I like what we were saying. A24 always gets amazing reviews. Yep. Twitches against Coraline. A, a, a respectable 60% somehow for Twitches. Yeah. I don't know how Twitches got higher than Amityville and Hocus Pocus. It's not good. It's not even like in hindsight good. Uh, the, those two characters. Ooh, that, that, that's not enough to pull a whole movie. I yeah. <laughs> Not even the effects were really amazing, even for Disney. That's so, a, like, it's a Disney movie. So Coraline comes in at 90%, mm -hmm. knocking out Twitches. Unsurprising. <laughs> Werewolf by Night versus Arsenic and Old Lace, the closest match we've had yet. Mm-hmm. Werewolf by Night at 89%. That's a pretty high. Against the classic and unforgotten mm -hmm. masterpiece, 
Like, I was uncertain. Of Frank Capra, which I remember his name now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I wasn't even sure Rotten Tomatoes would have anything for Arsenic and Old Lace. I'm like, is it too old for their database? Would they not bother keeping that score around? Yep. They do have it. Yep, they do. Um, Frank Capra, because I forgot his name earlier, mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to talk a little about him. Um, used to do serials. Uh, yeah. For not not the things you eat, but the things you watch, little snippets before you go see your movie. Uh-huh. And it was a pro army for the war. Wow. He would actually, I think, sometimes go out there onto the battlefield with them and film them. Jesus. <laughs> uh, he came back and just became a Hollywood director. He would direct. Uh, it happened one night where he won his Oscar for best picture. Woo-hoo. Didn't he do Angels with Dirty Faces? No. Damn. That's a good one. <laughs> if you it's can a watch very it. different list. If you find that one, watch that one. <laughs> uh, his most popular piece of work is It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. Which I think was in our Christmas one, wasn't it? It was. Yes. Th- so yes, it Frank was. Frank Capra does show up again. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, I, I did it. I think that was the only black and white movie on our Christmas list, if I remember correctly. Maybe, yeah. Uh, it is in color also. What did it? Did Arsenic and Old Lace get? Got that? 86 so, so werewolf by night beat it by three percent damn that's so close that's crazy <laughs> so our winners are saw pearl evil dead 2 the corpse bride young frankenstein the lighthouse Coraline, and werewolf by night nice cool on to round three two two round two <laughs> now here we're gonna judge them based on how much they made compared to what it yeah. Cost to make. We explained it. <laughs> I could have done weird percentages. If you wanted to. And some of them I was just like, there's no point. Because it... Watch. Just watch this really clearly. Alright, so first up, Saw versus Pearl. Pearl. Okay. Yeah. Saw cost $1 million, and so did Pearl. But Saw made $103 million, which means it made... With minus the budget, $102 million versus Pearl, which is $9 million. Wow. Saw made that much more money. What? (laughs) For being a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, that's a lot of... I guess because it was a really different thing when it came out. And I want to point out here that Saw, when you look at uh, classic horror movie franchises and they usually have like jason freddy mm-hmm. uh michael yep 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 chucky uh you now will see a red spiral yep. or you'll see billy who's the puppet mascot of saw mm-hmm. and so even saw has been cemented as part of this horror like the iconography yes yeah, yeah yes yeah. It, it's part of the zeitgeist saw did something crazy and unheard of it at found, the time. Yeah, and it found its way into being modern culture. Yeah, Where Pearl just did a classic thing, but did it very, very well. I Also, Pearl is not nearly as old. Maybe as the years go by, Pearl will get more numbers. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I would... I would recommend watching both of them. Yeah. Actually, all these winners are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evil Dead 2 versus Corpse Bride. Yes. Evil Dead 2 cost $3.5 million and made $5.9 million. That's it? Yep. Wow. For a total of 
$2.4 million. It cost $5.9 million, and most of that money went to fixing the car. Yes. Because <laughs> it kept breaking. <laughs> and they still have the car to this day. Yes. It's in Doctor Strange 2. Mm-hmm. It's in all his movies, somewhere. Yeah. I like well, that. Well, the most Just like was... Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Uncle Ben and Spider-Man. Is that his car? That's his car. Oh, cool. Fun. <laughs> So, uh, Coraline, no, sorry, Corpse Bride, $40 million. It took him years to make this thing. Yeah, stop motion, it's not a cheap and easy thing Plus, everyone all. recorded their lines like three years before it was released. Yeah. Uh, that's why Johnny sounds so young. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't think he was Captain Jack Sparrow quite yet it, uh, it's when he it, recorded his lines. It takes so long. And also, like, a lot of... Because there's a lot of flowy cloth in this one yep. with her veil and everything. And that takes a long time to make a look right. <laughs> all the individual figurines you have to create, too. Yep. Get them to move. All those musical sequences. Yep, yep, yep. The lighting. Yes, which is a part you never think about. <laughs> also, these figurines are as tall as this mic, which is like 12 inches. It's yeah. a foot. And their heads pop off. Like, each face is a new head, usually. Usually, yeah. Which is, like, you gotta be really intricate. With and if where they have a them. costume change, it's just a different body. Yeah, their hands pop off. Yep. Crazy. It's so... So how much money did it make? Uh, 108 18.1 million which gives it a gross revenue of 78.1 million versus what was the evil dead 2.4 wow i can't believe it only made 2.4 so like i said the, the the creating a percentage point thing just rubbing it in <laughs> salt in the wound like yeah i could tell which one made more money yeah it, these numbers are just so obvious uh young frankenstein versus the lighthouse Young Frankenstein, $2.78 million. Okay, okay. Grossed uh, $86.2 million for a total of $83.42 million. Jesus Christ. That's almost as big as Saw. That's, it made for almost... For its time back in the 70s or 80s. Oh my, it, all, it almost made $100 million in in gross revenue. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy i guess it had it was a now i at the time i guess 2.78 million was a bit of a higher budget yes but even then not really it's a lot of like props i'm imagining <laughs> now against the lighthouse it cost 11 million dollars to make okay it made 18.3 for a gross of 7.3 million that's still good it is uh i'm amazed they didn't pick him up for his third project though what? Yeah. What? The Northsman, which would be his third film. Uh-huh. Which I also highly recommend. Yes. All of his films. Roger Ayers is amazing. <laughs> and maybe by the time we do another list, his newest film, Nosferatu, will be out. Yes! Where he'll be readapting that classic. More vampires! Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, from Young Frankenstein just wins here. Um, I'm amazed The Lighthouse has cost $11 million. Mm-hmm. I where I can't imagine where that money went. <laughs> There's not many effects. Or... It's probably getting the actors. It was probably getting the location. <laughs> oh yeah, they did shoot on location. And I think they had to film everything, like within a couple of weeks. 
because the tide was going to change. So they had to get it all right away. That or would something suck. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up and last, Coraline versus Werewolf by Night. Coraline costs $60 million. Yep. Soft motion is really expensive. Made $124.6 million for a total of $64.6 million. Woo! That's great! Werewolf by Night has no numbers. Nope. Uh, I tried to look for them. Could not because it's considered a TV special. They did not release that. Also, like, lots of times. Like, you don't have to technically release any of these numbers. Nope. Um, and we're we're in the streaming age where they really don't always release numbers. Yeah, like it's uh, it's weird because also it's hard to really know because how do you measure that based off of how many people watched it and who has the subscription service? Because that's a weird way to measure it. Yep. Also, how many people are watching? Also, how many people watched it multiple times? Mm-hmm. You can't really measure that. And because Werewolf by Night has no numbers, we went to Arsenic and Old Lace. Okay. Arsenic and Old Lace, for its time, cost a lot of money. $1.2 million. It's crazy that that, co- that counts as a lot of money. And well, that's it was, 1944. It was only 1944. I also chose <laughs> not to do inflation because we just... No, it's a podcast to have fun, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to do the inflation thing, you can do it in the comments. <laughs> and when it was released, it made $4.8 million for a total of six point. Or 3.6. So Coraline beats it. Yes. And I feel like Coraline would have probably beat Werewolf by Night if we could have gotten its numbers anyway. Because it made 64.6 million. That's a lot. (laughs) Probably could have. So, round three? Two? Round three. Round three. (laughs) IGN decides. Okay. Saw versus... The Corpse Bride. IGN gave Saw a 9 out of 10. Wow. Very different from Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, they gave Corpse Bride a 6 out of 10. Really? Yep. Why? I don't know. Weird. At this time, they would have been um, just a magazine you bought at GameStop. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hooray for Saw! (laughs) Saw goes into the final round. Young Frankenstein versus Coraline. IGN gave Young Frankenstein a 9 out of 10 also. What? I'm getting the feeling someone really likes the classics. (laughs) Yes. Well, they gave Coraline a 6 out of 10. Yes, they mirror each other. What? (laughs) Okay, someone at IGN just doesn't like animation. (laughs) I guess. Interesting. Fascinating. (laughs) It's amazing that Coraline and Corpse Bride made it this far. It's, I guess it's a testament how the beauty of their animation, on top of the fun of their stories, can really just carry a movie. Because people watch these movies whether it's Halloween time or not. Yes. But I don't know how many people are really jonesing to watch Saw or Young Frankenstein if it's not near October. So at the end of the day, the real winner is stop motion animation. (laughs) (laughs) So for our final round, it's Saw versus Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Which is interesting. (laughs) Saw has 10 sequels. Young Frankenstein 
has zero, Young. but is considered part of the monster universe, which has a plethora of sequels. It's weird because Young Frankenstein is technically a parody movie. Yes. That's why it's called Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. But it's also like most people's go-to movie when they think about the story of Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more it's because... It's more palatable. Not many people have attempted to do Frankenstein's monster in a good way since. Yes. Um, there was... What was that one? I, Frankenstein. Which oh, I, I didn't watch. It looked bad. <laughs> um, the version of Frankenstein from uh, Van Helsing yep. starring... Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Uh, which was fun. But it's not a true rendition of Frankenstein. No. So it makes sense that Young Frankenstein is the more iconic one. But compared to Saw... <laughs> I'm going to say I think Saw is the better movie. I agree. <laughs> I think uh, there's a reason why there are so many sequels. Why it's became so modern. Mm-hmm. Even, what, when did the seventh and final chapter, as they called it... Oh, was it like 2007? No. I think it's 2010, 2011. Something like that? 2012, maybe? No. Ah, the one where the blood was pink. (laughs) But even then, they ended it there, and here, a decade later, they're still making them. Slowly. I think it's a testament that we have rewatched Saw, all of them, or just even individual ones, multiple times. Mm -hmm. Um, The last time either of us watched Young Frankenstein was when we were still, like... Kids. Yeah, living at home (laughs) before leaving high school. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to throw up a poll, see what you guys would think was going to win or what your favorite would. You can also write in. Mm -hmm. Uh, To me, I think it's very clear Saw won. Yes, I think Saw is more interesting to discuss. Yep. We get an interesting dilemma of morality and karma. And I remember... As a kid going into the theaters to watch Saw illegally, because mm-hmm. I was not old enough to watch it. <laughs> Naughty boy. <laughs> uh, they had this tagline on their posters. If it's Halloween, it must be Saw. Yes. A classic. <laughs> an iconic. <laughs> I never forgot it because it's so dumb. Mm-hmm. And they, they had it every year, too. Yep. They, and I think, and also, Young Frankenstein is good, but let's be honest... It's not a very good actual adaptation of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, it may be funny. It may be, like, unique. But as he, for a Halloween movie... He doesn't even marry his cousin, which is what he does. No, it was his sister. We're going to move on from that. <laughs> they weren't blood-related. Like, he was adopted. It was still weird, though. He's <laughs> just making it weirder. Well, I think it was supposed to be weird. Okay. <laughs> Well, uh, if this is your first time checking out Garbage Eggs, there's other Garbage Eggs and more to come. Mm-hmm. There's also a weekly podcast where we try to make it a weekly podcast, Coffee Break. We just reached 100 episodes. We did. Um, we would love to hear your thoughts about any of the movies we yep. talked about. I hope you guys have a great Halloween. Oh, do you have anything going on? Um, no, just, uh, still doing my daily Ruby reviews. Nice. Yeah, it's been fun. It's Mm -hmm. been a fun time. I think I'll, I've also been talking about the Digital Circus. So, 
if you if you're watching this, there's odds are I have one or two things about digital circus on my channel. <laughs> nice. So fun. <laughs> what about you? You got anything fun going on? I'm gonna crank out a few more garbage eggs throughout the year. Uh, I'm thinking of another power on. Ooh. Not too sure yet, but it will be during more of the holiday season. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, History of Resident Evil Part 2. Yeah. A, long, a year in the making. <laughs> and I should say the next Garbage Eggs before that will actually, the one that's taken me forever, is The Legend of the Skinwalker. Ooh. You've been working on this one for so long. I know. There's a lot of information and I'm trying to get it right, especially for something that this, is very touchy yes, it's culturally. A, I think it's important to get it all right. Yes. So exciting stuff there you go i hope you guys have a great and safe halloween yes i know this comes out on the weekend before halloween because halloween's on a tuesday this year yeah it's a terrible day for halloween and it's it? a great time to celebrate Satan. kids yes <laughs> <laughs> kids aren't gonna be able to stay up late because all oh, you got school tomorrow yep. so all your parties are gonna happen this weekend so yep. be safe mm -hmm, mm -hmm. stay safe don't make any crazy decisions drink your water Water's for losers. <laughs> Stay safe. <laughs> Stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.